Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Centurion Leadership Battalion podcast, your source of accountability, inspiration, and motivation to become your best and reach your fullest potential every day. Our motto, it's simple, to use our determination to crush our everyday leadership tasks so that we dominate in our delivery of services and products to our clients and achieve victory and personal growth, profitability, and creating environments for those around us to prosper. Let's get this show started. Welcome back to the Centurion Leadership Battalion podcast. I am your host, Elena, and we are back again with Justin Bizarro for another question and answer style episode. Justin, welcome back again to the podcast. Hey, Elena. Thank you so much. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I think we're on question number four, if I'm not mistaken. So we're cruising along here pretty good. That's correct. I'm really excited for today's question. I think it's going to resonate with a lot of people and really help explain further what leadership really is. So today's question I'm going to ask you is, do you think ownership is important to leadership? Uh, Well, uh, absolutely. But I think first I want to just talk about um, ownership um, that we're talking about here. It's the non- um, tangible kind, but I do think that leadership and the tangible kind is also important um, and seeking that and what that means. So I think that um, I want to, I want to break it into two parts. One is the Western part, the Western part of how we think of ownership was ownership of property, ownership of our house, ownership of whatever, you know, physical, tangible things. I think those are important. I think leadership in a lot of ways, at least in the Western uh, cultural sense, um, we need to talk about those. But for this question, I assume we're going to talk about it, the non-tangible one and and ownership of tasks. But I do think that we should split the, the topic up and talk about leadership in terms of ownership and wealth as well at some point, um, break it into two topics. But so let's talk about it in the um, more of the non-tangible sense, Um, ownership, meaning I don't physically own something or it's something non-tangible, like a task or like um, a project or or something like that. Maybe it's something uh, building or something more tangible or has tangible pieces or, Mm. or people or whatever. So, um, I assume that that's what we want to dive into is the non-tangible ownership. I think so. And I think too, just to, to clarify for everyone listening, because I think that's a really common misconception that if you don't own your own business, if you don't own, you know, your own brand, your own, whatever it may be, you can't be a true leader. Uh, I think that that's a, a really big misconception in our culture, especially on social media with the whole, you know, boss movement. You always see people put boss babe and boss this, whatever, just because they, you know, start a brand, they start a company, they start a business. And I think people need to understand just because you may, you know, not be the CEO of your company, you know, you may be an employee, you may be an hourly worker. That doesn't mean you can't be a leader in that position. So I, I just wanted to clarify that and give you a chance to kind of comment on that, like you just did. Yeah, so definitely, I think that, um, you know, leadership is not an entrepreneur or sole proprietor or an investor or 
it's not necessarily just those things. I think it can be inclusive of those things. Um, <clears throat> you know, it's sort of like there's fish and there's many species of fish, but we wouldn't say all mm -hmm. fish are great fish. It's sort of like that. You have leaders that are in leadership positions, um, but there's also all leaders in every position in life, you know, even from a child in school all the way to the person on their deathbed. What is the last words that are going to lead their family or the person they're talked to? I mean, we could go all the way there from the beginning all the way to the end, at least in our existence and in an individual human. So, but do we need to own anything? No, I think that leadership takes place everywhere. I think that before you can actually have the tangible business entrepreneur ownership that we're talking about and success, um, you know, it goes back to the core values of having to learn and go through and have a lifetime of teachers and, you know, um, be a lifetime student because you have to continue to learn otherwise you don't have the skills maybe necessarily to be an owner um or if you are going to be an owner at the beginning and start off you want to start off when the repercussions financially are less impactful where you can take the bigger risks you know and there's ebbs and flows of all business in the ownership sense um, because i think leadership and the ownership aspect takes leadership and responsibility to a different level um, because you're now complicating it with wealth generation, um, putting food on the table, uh, things like that. But if we're talking about ownership and the philosophy and, and the philosophy, I can't say the word in terms of philosophy, I think that the ownership is in terms of how we own our lives, how we own our tasks, how we own ourselves um, throughout the day in the non-tangible form. I think there's probably a lot of uh, Eastern religions that, you know, a little bit of your responsibility in nature and things like that, that sort of intertwine with um, Christianity, Judo-Christianity in um, the belief of taking care of, of humans and, and, and everyone around us. So I think there's a lot of like meshing of ideas and like really religiously, no matter which way we look at it, um, that there's probably a really um, underlying commonality, which is we want what's best for the world and best for the humans in the future. Mm -hmm. And so that's the type of ownership we're talking about here. Um, and that I want to focus on by that question. I think we actually just broke the question into three pieces potentially. Um, so maybe we just do a part one, a part two, and a part three, just on ownership uh, for the next three. And we'll just do part one now. And so let's do part one being, you know, do I own the things in my life? Maybe I didn't create them either. And I think leadership is I'm willing to own the task, own the mistake as well as the success. But the interesting part is when you truly own the mistakes, you become so focused on that. It's not a mistake or a failure. It's such a, um, another growing opportunity, uh, an AFCO moment. Mm -hmm. another F in growing opportunity, if you will. And when you do it that way, you're willing to give the successes away and give it to other people and lead in that way to the people that help you because you're so rewarded by the ownership and the learning from the ownership of the non-tangible item 
that that is your reward. And believe me, you stack up enough of those that becomes financially rewarding and which can become part two and three that we'll talk about. But right now, I think in terms of leadership and the 15, 20 minutes we have right now, it's, it's about building habits. We've talked about them in the core values. It's about doing the things, you know, taking responsibility. Okay, let's start as kids. Kids should take ownership and chores. They should lead in the household. There should not, we always talk about, you know, the matriarch and the patriarch and leader of the family. While I get that, the leadership is actually leading is actually in the ability to teach other people to lead that are younger than you. That's true leadership is one, be willing to go get your experiences by taking ownership and making mistakes that I'm willing to do it. I did it. I led this. I messed it up my bad. Like, you know, and you're going to want. Go ahead, that, Atlanta. I'm sorry. No, I think that what you said about taking ownership is a, is a daily thing. It's a daily task and it's in those small habits and small moments. And even if it's not perfected and something goes wrong along the way, it's a growth, a growth moment. It's a growth opportunity. And I think that mindset alone is a leadership mindset in itself. Yeah. And I think it's a lot of things. I mean, um, Jocko Willink's book, Extreme Ownership, is probably the number one book on this and military backed from his experience in um, Iraq and Afghanistan um, during that time. But I think that there's things it's, you know, am I being responsible for communicating properly, you know, with my family, with my friends, with my community, with my coworkers, with the people that I lead? Am I leading up and down the chain of command, which is something from this book that I didn't it's not mine, but it's, um, but it's things like that, that you can sort of compile together, you know, what is it that I'm trying to achieve for my family, um, non-tangibly, what are those core values I'm trying to instill in them, you know, and what are the ownership I'm trying to instill as they grow uh, from kids to get them to be leaders? Because if you can't own it, you can't very well lead. You know, there's plenty of people, let's, let's, I'll be perfectly honest, even into their, with lifetimes of experience that are put into leadership positions that aren't leaders. And the fundamental reason is they don't get the non-tangible part. And yes, there's wealth without leadership. And so that's why I wanted to separate this. You can own millions of things and be millionaire in dollars and whatever, but not actually take ownership in the non-tangible way that we're talking about. So, I mean, there's different, we really need to look at it. And, you know, leadership to me is, is admitting that I can only lead for so long before new blood is needed. You know, that's a non-tangible thing. Like if I believe in that, that means I'm always training the people behind me because if I'm adventurous and I'm leading, I'm always at the forefront. I got to make sure everyone's constantly filling in behind me or many people are constantly filling in behind me the voids to take ownership in the tasks or as an entrepreneur, the things that I'm creating in our businesses at Food Service Partners and Primal Rock. And so it's like, you know, those things, you know, how do you take ownership of it? I mean, really, it's like, do you really need to walk the dog? Do you need to, to do the tasks or wash the dishes? No, but if I take ownership of it, you know, it in a way helps me move my family forward. Um, Absolutely. I don't know. I mean, how do you take ownership every day, Elaine? I mean, I think that's a, a start, we can talk about, you know, ways that we do it. I think that what you said of setting the example so others can follow behind you and 
do those things, you know, given the times you're not there present with your family or in your business, you've set this trend of extreme ownership and taking initiative and doing those things that need to be done uh, to, to build success. I think that's a great example. And I think ownership for me personally is even just, you know, showing up when it's hard or when things are going not as planned, all of those moments where it's easier to give up or give in or say, you know, I just can't figure this out. I just have to move on to a new project, do something different. Uh, I failed at this. In those moments when you say, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to be strong. I'm going to stand and figure this out. Um, taking ownership of, of during the hard times is a way I think in my own life um, that I, that I take ownership. Yeah. And I think it's, it's, it's exactly that. And through, how do you lead people through hard times? Like right now uh, as a daily example, you know, I think people are, if you, you want people to lead people, you have to be willing to lead whatever your core values or your standards. I mean, we talk about on the thing, but people will be attracted to the way that you live more than the words that'll come out of your mouth many times, especially mm -hmm. because of the words don't coming out of your mouth, don't match the way that you live. Absolutely. And that's the important part of ownership, right? Is accountability. Absolutely. And I think having that accountability for yourself too, and setting that trend and example for others in your family or in your workplace and showing them that when you're accountable for yourself, people are going to model that. And people tend to model the the actions or the habits that people they admire perform daily. Um, so when people see you taking ownership of your daily tasks or whatever your morning routine is to set yourself up for success, when someone sees you performing some sort of habit or ritual day after day, and they say, you know, I really admire Justin for his leadership qualities. And I see that every day he, you know, does a morning workout or posts about a morning, you know, reading 10 pages a day, whatever that might be for you, people, it sets trends for people. And then, you know, that person watching you starts taking those actions and the people looking up to them start taking the actions. And then it becomes this ripple effect of excellence uh, down your family or down your business or whoever it may be that, that you're setting an example for, even people on social media that follow you that you don't even know. And I think that's a great, a great example. And I, and I agree 100%. And I think the number one thing um, that can have the best thing that could happen to any business or any culture or, or any um, community or family for that matter is that there's accountability across the board an ownership of the future. You're not just passing it on to someone else to lead. You're not just waiting for someone else to do it. You're actually getting up and lead. You know, it's just like, why do this podcast? You know, we go through, geez, hundreds of employees, applications, people, clients, whatever, every year. And like really at the end of the day, like make or break a co-packer. We do business with them. You know, we bring employees and the leadership skills at the end of the day are what's more important at any level. You want to rise up. You want to learn a skill. Anyone's trainable. Anyone can learn any different skill set if they have ownership and accountability and can lead themselves. It's the accountability to be on time, to own that I myself am responsible for other people's time as their greatest resource, not just money. Money is a secondary resource. The most important resource we really have is time. And when we own that and we're accountable for not wasting people's time, preserving the time where we're at work, preserving the time and being present at home and owning that and owning that that time 
is what we're accountable to, you know, that's a start there. I think when you, when you break it down that simply to just time, you know, am I being efficient with my time? Am I moving forward? Am I sitting at home playing video games? Am I doing stuff that's non-productive for myself, my family or whatever? I mean, I get it. You can relax, but there's a way that you can train your brain to find different methods and ownership. And we'll talk about them more, but you can break your days into three different days and own three different parts of your day, you know, but it's got to be with intent. And that's the other part about ownership is it has to be intentional in a non-tangible form. You have to be intentional. If you're going to say you're going to do it and own it, you have to follow all the way through with it. And in the end, if it goes wrong, you have to be take ownership that you let it and you know, you have to take the fall for your team. That's just the way it is. That's just as humans, we respect it even more. And more times than not, honestly, most leaders have failed way more than they've succeeded, you know, which is always interesting to me when we see politicians go back and forth. I don't care what side of the party you are. They go after facts and statistics and they say, if I'm president, I would never do this. And then you see within, you know, a, a year they've already done it or the numbers mm-hmm. have already hit that or whatever. That's not, you know, one is, okay, you said it. Two is own that you said it and say, you know, maybe I made a mistake, but we don't do that. We, and as a society and culturally, we don't take, we don't hold people accountable. So we play a lot of blame. So in leadership, if we don't take ownership and accountability for ourselves, we're never going to be able to hold anyone else accountable, accountable or expect them to take ownership. That's the truth. It has to start with the man in the mirror, you know, Michael Jackson. So absolutely. I think uh, that we really covered two main points of, of taking ownership is being intentional and being accountable. I think that those two also go hand in hand because if you're intentional, you could have all the intent in the world to wake up every morning at 5:30 and go to the gym. Right. But let's say that you're, you don't have that self accountability just because you have the intent to do something doesn't mean you're going to follow through. But if you had a trainer or someone who was waiting for you at the gym or was texting you and saying, Hey, don't forget your workout today. What time are you going to be here? You know, then you're having accountability from someone else. Um, even if you haven't developed that self accountability, it's not relying on your emotions to dictate your actions. It's really following through with that intent. And I think sometimes, um, and even my own experience as I was a health and wellness coach for a few years is people need in the beginning stages of anything new, any new habit, any new mindset, any new lifestyle, people need that accountability um, because falling backwards is normal, but it's the people who realize that, snap out of it, get back up and decide to move forward again. But people need that accountability piece um, to go along with their intention. And I think that's something, you know, that Centurion Leadership Battalion, whether it's the podcast or the social media accounts, whatever offers to others because people are constantly being reminded on our pages when they look at our accounts, you know, oh, this was my intent this month to listen to this podcast and develop more in my leadership qualities. And I haven't listened. So let me, this is a reminder to snap back and go back and do that. Um, I think that, you know, we give people those opportunities and that's another reason I love what we're doing here because I think it's a, it's a huge accountability piece to go along with people's intentions of developing as leaders. And I agree with you 100%, Elena, in terms of you have it, it's exactly that and then there's the ownership and the accountability and the intent of moving yourself forward 
you know, there's a reason there's 12 core values. We did it on purpose. Like there's one per month. You can cycle them if you ever needed to personally and work on each one. You could go through 12, but they're never over. It's like literally you hit 12, you got to start back over again at one because you're probably in a different season in your life and you probably learned from the first time you went through all the core values. Now it's time to go through them again. So we'll see that, that that's the way it's, that it's built, that this, at least the way we built our system, because it's never ending. And if we truly want to have the pursuit of excellence, you know, be the best and produce the best like core values we have, then that means that we ever, we have to be willing to everlastingly grow and constantly improve our leadership and the things that we lead in. Um, and that means the accountability we have to our business, to our family, to our community, that looks different, right? So if I take ownership of my community, it means I'm picking up trash, even though it's not mine, to just put a freaking blunt black and white example together. You know, it's beyond that, but I'm going to put a staple right there. You know, it, it means Absolutely. putting the grocery cart away. It means, you know, at your place of work, like not, you know, making a mess in the bathroom. It means, you know, being respectful and considerate of the resources. There's a lot of ways you can lead and, and people don't realize it. And when we talk about the second part of ownership, if you really, even as, even if you're not an owner in your business and you're not in the top and you're only doing French fries at McDonald's, if you really take ownership in the non-tangible form, the things that you have ownership of tangibly increase immensely because you've learned the leadership skills and no one, this is the thing. Most businesses, most schools, most whatever, unless you're in sports, you actually don't learn leadership skills in the sense that we're talking about studying true leaders, looking at what leadership is, you know, and studying that, you know, there's things that, that I hope we get into even this podcast down the road as we get is diving into true leaders, what made them great leaders and, and deciding what that is and having discussions because I think it's important that we break that down also. And right now we're doing questions. So we really holistically define it. Absolutely. But what is it that makes people great, you know, and what is it that we're instilling now. I mean, it should, in my opinion, should just entirely be a whole major in and of itself or a minor. Like I can be business and leadership. I can be Definitely. a lawyer and leadership. I can be um, political science and leadership because like how, you know, if you don't lead, we just become puppets for everyone else. We don't know how to actually lead ourselves and we rely on everyone else to do it. That's a problem. It's never been the way at least the United States has ever been formed. Mm -hmm. You know, there's the bill of rights for a reason. So this is where I'm like, it's, it's one, we want freedom and liberty, but it comes with owning and accountability, you know, and that may feel like it's less confining and, oh God, if I own and I'm accountable and I do all this, I have less time and I have to eat better and that's less free, but it's actually the opposite. You earn more time, which is freedom and liberty. And in that earning more time, you get to choose what you want to do with it because you are in shape or you are, um, better leader or you're prepared for whatever comes at you. So you don't have to spend hours doing something because you took ownership of things along the way, the small things. So taking ownership of big things during hard times, it's not really that hard. Absolutely. You know, so. 
I think um, that, you know, that couldn't have gone any better with just explaining what ownership really means and taking that intention, turning it, you know, into a full, a full action with that accountability piece. And I'm really, really excited to dive into parts two and three of this, because I think this mini series within our question and answer series is going to, to really benefit so many people of, you know, waking up and realizing you can't just have the intention, you have to take the ownership with that accountability to make a huge change. So I completely have loved this episode, even for myself as just a refresher. I agree. And thank you, Elena. I look forward to part two. And um, I don't really have much more on the topic. I think we'll probably dive into accountability and intent also later on. So Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for all of that and that insight. And I look forward to the next episode. Yeah, me too. And everyone, if you like what we're doing and you really, you know, we're doing it for free. We're giving, we're spending our time here. We're not taking advertisements or whatever. So share it with friends and family. If you like what we're doing, if you believe leadership is a major solution, you may not agree with what everything we say. The point is to try to spark the conversation inside yourself inside your families, inside your businesses, inside your communities, or inside your government, or whatever job your nonprofits, to actually spark and lead in the ways that you need to lead or come up with your own core values. These core values are what works for us. This is what we believe in moves forward. This is, you know, two decades of me working at Food Service Partners and building it from a basement with my father and his business partner, Bob Dunn, into what it is now. And so, this is just woodwork, but it, what we're trying to do here is spark the intellectual movement and mastermind, if you will, made a leadership mastermind amongst everyone here to truly spark leadership in its truest form, you know, in which is actually helping others. I have to learn to lead myself before I can lead others, but in order to help myself, I need to help others. And we've talked about it on other podcasts, but that's a really major point in leadership. And so, you know, what does that look like? It's different. We all have different lenses, but what we all do know is we want a better future for our kids and we want a better planet that remains around. That's hopefully more is renewable and not just sustainable. We're improving it and getting back to more of an alignment with nature and humanity, regardless of our improvements um, structurally or however you want to look at it um, as humans. But that being said is it's going to require leadership and voice and being heard and having standards and sticking up for something that you believe in and having the skill sets to do it and not just be willing to hide behind you know, Instagram or whatever and do it. Yes, we have a voice there for sure. But it's more than that. It's actually doing it as part of your everyday ethos and lifestyle. And then that's where the difference is. If you lead with every part of your life, which is the point of this podcast, and the way that you want to move forward, that's best for your family to build a legacy, um, hopefully rippling and echoing throughout generations, then that's why everyone's here. But that takes ownership. And so... Um, please share, please pass it on, you know, lead. The more leaders we have, it doesn't mean there's less people to be led. It just means there's more leaders taking accountability for the non-tangible items, which, you know, for all intents and purposes, if we could all use a little more emotion and ownership of things, I think it would benefit society and the world 
um, as a whole immensely. So. Absolutely. Completely agree. And you can follow us over on Instagram and Facebook at Centurion Leadership Italian, which will be in the description below. And thank you again, Justin. Thank you.